Teeth Podcast. Today I'm here with Jasmine and Inigo and we're going to be talking about the ethics of eating meat. So if you just want to introduce yourself and if you're vegetarian or not. Hi, I'm Jasmine and I'm vegetarian and I have been all my life. <laughs> Hi, I'm Inigo. I am very much a carnivore and I have never been vegetarian. Um, so why did you become a vegetarian? Uh, my parents raised me up as a vegetarian and I never really considered eating meat at all. Yeah. What about you? Were you born uh, Well, my my mum was always very into that stuff, so she was vegetarian when I was younger. Yeah. But ever since I was little, I've lived with my grandma, okay. and she's got a very wartime view of eating lots of meat, which, to be honest, for me is fantastic, because she makes very good food. Yeah. But very little of it is vegetarian. Yeah. So have you ever actually considered becoming vegetarian, or even like, tried to do vegetarianism? Um, I considered it just because uh, a while back I wasn't very healthy mm-hmm. and vegetarianism seemed like the healthier option mm-hmm. but I started off getting healthier by reducing my portion size and not eating snacks as often and that pretty much cleared it up so I never actually ended up going vegetarian. Okay. Yeah. So, is your mum vegetarian or like... Uh, she was vegetarian when I was much younger. Uh, up until I think I was about three, okay. I think she was vegetarian. Okay. Is she now? Or just like uh, no, <laughs> no. She just she only eats salad, but she's not like okay, she's not enough. vegetarian of choice. Okay. Um, why do you think meat is so defensive for being vegetarian? Like, I feel like people are so rude about vegetarians. I think instantly meat doesn't well, just smash us down if you want. It's kind of because there's a stigma around vegetarianism about it being something to gain social status rather than something like of ethical choice because like some people become vegetarian because they think it's like it's kind of like oh yeah all my friends are vegetarian I think it'd be really cool if I was vegetarian but people who are vegetarian because of ethical choice like personally I don't mind like it's your choice but people that kind of do it just to kind of like to kind of gain social status Mm. like I think that's what quite a lot of meat eaters who are like that think Mm -hmm. but also I think like a while back there was that um, in Brighton I think it was there was a vegan protest that went into a steakhouse oh yeah and the thing is they were quite like they were up in your face about it Mm. so they like it wasn't it was a peaceful protest there was no like harming but it wasn't like they were ruining people's nights out. It wasn't like an, oh, look at this, this will grab your attention. It's, oh, look at this, you, we've ruined your night out that you've paid quite a lot of money for. Mm. So it is actually quite pushy. Yeah. So like that's, that's, it's things like that, that like obviously the people that were doing the protest were doing it to like raise awareness and it got in the news, mm-hmm. but it only really raised awareness of negative press. Yeah, I feel like there's lots of negative press that people were very keen to find mm. Um, I caution to say aggressive vegans, but I think, <laughs> I think quite a lot. What only gets reported is the aggress- like from mm. the steakhouse, and not the people who just choose to like go vegan every now and again. Well, and, like, that's that's know. kind of the problem with protest. You either protest aggressively and get heard, but it's in a negative light, yeah. or you protest calmly and people don't hear about it because it's not big enough to get into the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think about it? Um, yeah, I think I'd definitely say that some vegans are too aggressive about their veganism and they just definitely portray in a negative way. Yeah. But um, overall, like, being vegan should be a positive thing. And, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, there's 
hardly any kind of down points to being vegan. Mm. Can you think of any? Like, well, I think, <coughs> I mean, a classic one is the protein argument. Yeah. <laughs> so like, but I think the truth is like, as much as veganism ethically is very good, and also like, um, scientists are finding out quite recently. Actually, I think there was a thing about it on the radio the other day. Mm that it's incredibly good for the environment to be vegan. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it reduces your carbon footprint by something like 50%. Yeah. Just being vegan. Yeah. And that that's a lot. But as a species, humans are inherently designed to eat meat. Mm. Like, we've, we've evolved to do that. Or if you're Christian, we were created to do that. Like, we even have... Like, we're, our digestive system is designed to eat meat. And... Um... I think that there's certain, like, if you have to take supplements to get the right nutrients and vit- vitamins that you're not getting from your diet, that's, rather than being healthy, I think that's starting to become concerning. Because if you're eating exactly the right foods, it's there's not a huge amount of variety. Because, like, I think it's beans and pulses mm. give you the right nutrients that you'd get from meat otherwise. But you can't involve beans and pulses in every meal. Mm. So it... It can be detrimental to your health, but also people who put it off right, it can extend your life because meats, obviously, <clears throat> red meats especially, aren't very good for you mm. when you eat too many of them. Yeah, no. I think um, just with the default, the, the environmental sort of thing, I did some research about it, and apparently it takes three thousand liters of water to produce a hamburger. That's just mm. that's like how much is that? Like five hundred grams of meat. Mm. That's quite a lot of water. <laughs> And also, <coughs> deforestation. Ninety-one percent of deforestation is made for to rear agriculture, mm. and so people think that, oh, we should, the way to save the environment is to stop using plastic. Which yes, but also reduce the amount of meat you eat because that is the one cause, like the main cause for like greenhouse gases. Mm. And, you know. Well, I think honestly, the future for meat eaters mm. is lab-grown meat, which yeah. is it's it's kind of contentious because like it they recently did an experiment with actually lab grown tissues to produce a kidney okay and they got it was the tiniest thing wrong it was something like a, a incorrect molecule or something something like unnoticeable and this kidney started to grow uh, muscle and brain tissue <laughs> <coughs> off of the sides so lab grown meat is a viable option but not for a while but I think, honestly, the most viable option, as much as many meat eaters hate it, is insects. Yeah. <laughs> Just because they take so little space to grow, mm. and they they can be produced and they can they taste like meat. Mm. Like they're, they're the same texture as meat once they're kind of minced. And insect burgers, people like once they try them. I think it's a, a locust burger. They say it's not a burger, but it's it's good. Yeah. Like. And it gives you that protein, and it's actually got... I can't remember the statistic, but there's a lot more nutrients per mm. square centimetre of insect than there is per square centimetre of like normal like pork or beef. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so being vegetarian, do you think... Would you ever eat lab-grown meat? Um, I have heard there's like this burger that they've made. They've like grown it in a lab, and it's supposed to taste exactly like meat. But mm. to be honest, having never eaten meat, I've never really known what it tastes like, so I wouldn't really care if like if something were to taste exactly like meat, that wouldn't really bother me whether it did or not. No, I think like... with like lab-grown meat, because 
to get the DNA to make the you know reproduce it, you still have to kill an animal. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the big arguments is like, well, it's not it is still meat. It's just been cloned pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but then again, it's the tiny, <coughs> tiny, tiny amount of DNA needed to grow it. So. I don't know because I've I've talked I've heard some vegans say that yes they would eat lab grown meat because it's you know it's only a tiny bit of DNA which has been produced but yeah I don't know but I think also we were talking about not meat uh, yes well corn meat I guess mm. and um I think for for me I don't like it when not meat tastes like actual meat because it just feels too I don't know. <laughs> it feels a bit weird having not eaten it for a few years and then just suddenly it tastes like it. I feel a bit suspicious of it. Yeah. But yeah. I don't well, know. the the corn meat they actually make it out of they, ex- like the I think a big argument for me is mm. as I was, I was about to say with the corn, it's massively processed. Oh yeah. Like yeah. because, the truth is if you're if you're taking corn as a replacement for meat, mm-hmm. because meat like red meat isn't very good. Like I think they've considered it a low level carcinogen or yeah. something uh, by the time you've gone through all this process to make corn it'll probably be just as bad for you in that mm. factor because believe it or not corn like most of corn is made out of mushroom proteins yeah it's and mushroom and egg isn't it so yeah, yeah. yeah no. and that that means that like if you at home were to get a mushroom to look and taste like corn even in a lab setting like there's no way you're gonna do that without like having it to- you're not gonna have it totally clean. It's not gonna be pure mushroom proteins with you all the ingredients well you want. Yeah. Yeah, you, <laughs> you may as well just eat a mushroom. Yeah, you may as well just eat a mushroom. Yeah. I think um one of the biggest <coughs> wrongful assumptions people assume is just instantly if you become vegetarian then you're like healthy, mm. which you're not because I mean there's pretty much everything has a, quite a small percentage of things actually have meat in it. Mm-hmm. Like cakes and you know that that's all there's always there's like gelatine in like most sweets and stuff yeah. and i have gone against like being a vegetarian in that sense like yeah. i've eaten gelatin before yeah i've i have a friend who said that she she eats gelatin she's a vegetarian well she i don't think she's eating anymore but um she did eat gelatin because she said that if at least that's being eaten because it's made out of you know the bones mm. and the mm. pits which you don't actually use <coughs> Which is at least it's being eaten and not just discarded. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's still <laughs> killing an animal yeah. to do it. Um, like. Yeah, I think another thing is with fish. Mm. Like a lot of people who consider themselves vegetarians eat fish. Like we have a friend mm. who is no longer vegetarian who did eat fish. And um, I don't know. I feel like fish. People don't think of fish as animals, I feel like sometimes. Yeah, I mean, th- like biologically humans in just the way our digestive system works mm. and the way our, we've evolved we were definitely designed to eat seafood mm. like meat would have been a rare treat yeah like if you're a, a tribe of neanderthals roaming like half the time we spent covering ice like just mm. walking over ice yeah so fish is pretty much the only thing we would eat yeah <coughs> so think about where people tend to set up civilization is next to the mm. sea not only for like roots for ports and stuff, but you know, fishing. Like, yeah, and especially since you have to imagine that some of these like small towns and villages would have like they're set up next to rivers mm-hmm. and seas. Yet this is before the like long range shipping even existed. Yeah. So like there's we were definitely designed to eat fish, which is 
I think if I were to go vegetarian, I'd go pescatarian. Yeah. Just because, like, it's things like omega-3 yeah. that is almost exclusively found in fish and, I think, a few nuts. Yeah. So, I think it's kind of going back to the vitamin argument. Mm-hmm. The, be- the things that you just can't find, things like, um, you know, B12. But actually, to be fair, you can't... There's no natural source of B12. Everyone is B12 deficient. And so people just assume that vegetarians or vegans are B12 deficient. But it's not. But also, things like iron, that's a big problem. Because the iron strands in meat are a lot easier for you to digest than in, like, green leafy vegetables, which is where, like, we would get most of our Mm. iron from. I think that's a big argument. (coughs) But also, if you think about all the bad stuff that's in the meat like meat is very fatty a lot of it mm-hmm. um and also it has as you said it's kind of new evidence coming up to say that it could be a carcinogen so i don't know i just feel like some vegetables you know you can get your vitamins but everyone is deficient in something even mm-hmm. if they eat meat or not and some people don't really like eating vegetables as well and they just yeah. would like just i guess yeah i think that's the problem because <laughs> not mm. I get if you don't like vegetables, but there are so many different things you can eat. You know, like the red corn or Mm-mm. you know. This well, vegetarianism has become like if you ignore the fact that like corn and all those kind of things are processed, mm. and also you can easily find like non-processed alternatives. Like tofu is hardly processed. No. Mm. But um, vegetarianism over the last I'd say ten years has become a lot easier. Oh yeah. Because, like, old vegetarianism used to be fairly, like, oh, yeah, you have these leaves, these things that taste kind of like meat, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what you got. But now, with all these different things, like corn and false meats and, like, almond milk and all that mm. stuff, because that existed, but it's now becoming popular. Yeah. Because vegetarianism is kind of in at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, people... Many people are just doing it ethically. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but then, as I said, I think, at the beginning... Some people are just doing it because all their friends are vegetarian. Yeah, yeah. And like that, that can be. If they do it without finding out the facts, that can be quite dangerous, even because if you're just eating like green leaf vegetables and you don't really know what you're doing, it's it's quite easy to become like iron deficient. Yeah. And you could even not realize until it's too late. You could just be thinking, oh yeah, my body's just adapting to this new diet. Mm. When you're actually like you're not getting as much muscle growth as you should because you're not eating enough protein. Yeah. And it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I think, just making some notes about this, so what about the meat industry? What do you think about that ethically? <coughs> well, if I do eat meat, I try to convince like my parents or anyone that's buying it to buy organic and free range. Just because organic means it's not been abused. Yeah, free range. And free range means, like, free range isn't as free range as I say it is. No. Free range means they get, like, an allocated metre of space for, so, like, a chicken, I think. No, for a chicken, it's seven square centimetres. All right. And to make it free range, it has to, their enclosure has to be open to the outside. Mm. But it's often abused by, like, farmers. So the barn that they're kept in, they are literally seven square centimetres and they're not allowed to move. And then the outdoor space is a hole in the ceiling or, like, a, like a door or something yeah but it's never open so i don't know and organic i guess yeah and um people often ask me like oh if you reared like pigs in your garden or like cows would you eat them mm. I, I don't know if i would 
First of all, because I don't think I would want to rear animals of my own. But also, you're still... I'm absolutely fine with, like, you know, if they've got a nice life, they're growing up and being fed, like, beautiful things, you know, all this. But it's the way they're killed, which kind of gets it for me. Mm. So I don't think there's any way you can humanely kill an animal. Unless mm. there is, I don't know. But Well, they... I think... I don't quite know what it is. But I think in some places at least, like obviously some farmers are like going kind of like they're trying to cheat the rules just yeah. to make it free range but cheap. Mm-hmm. Which, because the meat industry has become too money driven. Mm. Like people are, <coughs> they're just saying, how can I make the most meat for the lowest price? Yeah. And it, it shouldn't be about most meat for lowest price. It should be, how can I make the most meat for the lowest price while still can take it? taking animals into consideration yeah because there's to be honest this is kind of like jurassic park they consider them assets too much they're they're no longer creatures mm-hmm. they're they're kind of like oh yeah we sold ten thousand chickens today and then like, oh great <clears throat> but those ten thousand chickens one could have had club foot because it yeah. was stuck in a cage for its whole life yeah and it's it's that like considering them assets mm. means that you don't like it's it's a the meat ends up bad mm. like because they've just been in a cage their whole life and like to make the meat taste slightly better they pump it full of hormones mm. but then i think there was a like a scandal a couple of years ago where they found that the estrogen they put into chickens was causing men to start <laughs> to grow female features yeah like they they were starting to have bigger nipples and things and it was really weird <laughs> And it was because they regularly went to, like, different fast food places and got chicken. Mm. And that's just because the chicken wasn't allowed to, like, run around free. Mm. Yeah, <coughs> you see photos of the chickens who are, like, literally just can't support their weight because they are so, like, heavy. And they're, they're pumped full of... You know, their genetic makeup has changed just so they can have... produce the amount of meat needed to, like, you know... I think that's something, like, a natural chicken's growth is from chick to fully grown is like 12 weeks in like the normal outdoor but if they're kept in captivity it's four weeks or something ridiculous mm. so the quick you know they grow quickly they're being fed um growth supplements and you know so they're just they just can't support their weight and so that's why they get broken legs and you know yeah. it's just it's, they're, they're not seen as animals they're just seen as like a product like it's meat mm. it's not a chicken it's a bit of meat something to be bought you know so kind of it doesn't matter me when people say that oh animals are just you know i don't really care for chickens and pigs and cows and stuff mm. but then like we were talking about this earlier about would you kill your dog to eat it if you had to if it was like the last food yeah. on earth like yeah i don't mm. know i some people would say yes but <laughs> well it's it is that kind of thing of like because these animals are like they're definitely like, they're alive but some people like the f- very furthest out argument they make if they're like <clears throat> if they are eating meat they say well if this chicken's been in a cage its whole life it won't mind because it doesn't know anything but the cage mm-hmm. well that's that's not true because like animals do have inbuilt like things in their minds saying oh yeah go and run about and be mm-hmm. free and um that's why I always try to have free range organic meat and obviously that doesn't guarantee that like your chicken has had <coughs> loads of fun like in the happy eggs advert yeah but like 
it's it's the kind of thing of you know that chicken's been like at least it's not been in a cage battery farmed for its whole life like even if there's these chickens in a barn that are like all packed in together they're still chickens in a barn together yeah and they can move around at least a little bit mm. but it's I think the worst thing about the meat industry is how it has become how can we make the most meat for the least price so they've bred chickens to produce more meat it's just become very consumerist yeah it's 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 too it's too much of a supply and demand but the problem is even if you get 10,000 people turning vegetarian at once that's a speck of the market oh yeah because half the planet like even some religions say about certain animals, they they don't like they are not conscious. It doesn't matter. So half the planet will always be eating meat until yeah. we find something that says, "Hey, this is meat. It's better than that meat. It's cheaper." Yeah, I think only. I was thinking that oh maybe, in the entire world, I'd say like fifty. No, not even fifty percent. Like thirty percent of people are vegetarian, or at least vegetarian. It's only three percent of people in the world are vegetarian, mm. and only one percent consider themselves vegan or any other alternative which is it's a tiny amount of people yeah and i think if we keep if we carry on eating the amount of meat we're eating at the current moment how long do we have left because mm. very quickly we're going to run out of food and run out of water like i said earlier about the three three thousand liters of water needed to make a burger like if you think about how much that could feed a village or you know yeah. it's just it's, it's quite not greedy but arrogant that people think that you know animals are just kind of have to be raised for meat and you know this and this well you have to remember that in like in some countries that aren't as well off as like england or america or anything like that uh they they raise their own livestock mm. and they choose to give their livestock that water so they can have the meat at the end of the day yeah and i think that the best way to treat an animal is to like for chickens and cows Mm. if you're living in say like Africa or somewhere and you have you have enough water then you raise your chicken and cow to produce eggs and milk and then once it gets to a certain age where the meat won't be as good after it dies Mm. you can kill it and use its meat yeah and that's that's the most like I hate to say efficient because that again makes it sound like a thing mm. rather than an animal. But that's the best use if you're going to use it for food. Yeah, but also I think what I'm talking about is the <coughs> hyper capitalist consumerism. Like, mm. if you think about a chicken in the UK, you kill it, you get the breast, and then the rest of it is just pretty much chucked away. Mm. But if it was somewhere in Africa or something where they rear their own livestock, they would use. Oh, the entire chicken because it's you know they they can't afford to waste exactly. Anything. But the same with cows. Like, um, well, to be fair, I think some like cow <coughs> hide is used, but that's the majority of it is actually not used. It's reared specifically for the leather, mm. so it's very uncommon to find meat a cow that is produced for meat and leather. Because well, it would be. I'm fairly adamant about if you're going to kill an animal, you might as well use all of the animal because like that's that's a life you're getting rid of. Yeah. for food or for like as you say leather or skin and I think that that's why like there's all these people that 
you see quite a lot of like vegetarian and vegan activists going, oh, hot dogs are awful. Look, they're filled with snouts and hooves. And I think as a meat eater, you should use the snouts and hooves because as much as hot dogs can't be good for you with snouts and hooves in them and they'll be filled with cartilage, mm. at least you're using those snouts and hooves mm. and turning, in it, turning them into food that people eat because otherwise they're just going to skip. And you would have wasted half of the animal just on, like, throwing it away. Mm. And you would have only had the specialist cuts of pork. Mm. So, what is the worst response you've had to being called vegetarian? Um, I honestly don't know if I've... Because I've, it's kind of just, like, it's second ne- nature to me to be a vegetarian. Mm. And, like, no one has ever really, like, questioned it to me because my whole almost my whole family is vegetarian as well um Mm. so i've pretty much never had anyone question it apart from being like well like what do you eat and like (laughs) well what do you eat (laughs) just like it's quite easy to cut out meat in your diet yeah so i think for me it's like the classic carrots have feelings too you know all this yeah and the um like another friend of mine said oh if animals don't want to be eaten then why are they made out of food (laughs) it's like yeah, mm, I don't think so. Yeah, uh, another argument I've had, not a lot, but quite a lot, is um, animals kill for food. Like, most animals do kill for food, but so why can't we? Because we are technically animals. Mm. But there's a lot of things animals don't do that, you know, we do. It's sorry, not like animals have set up like a whole business chain, like exactly. Of, like, yeah, it's not like animals haven't industrialized it. Yeah, and I think I think it would be really like effective if because like obviously like not everyone has a big garden if you live in the city maybe like even in a small like my um a friend of mine or a friend of my mom's even uh has in her back garden which is god i don't know about three by three meters Mm -hmm. uh in like half of it is taken up by her own chicken run Mm. and when they get to a certain age she kills them for meat and she is I think she's vegetarian except for the meat she produces Mm. and she has a cockerel so there's always chicks and she's always got eggs and even in that small space she's producing her own meat Mm. and she's caring for the chickens like she loves them she's like oh this is this is like pecky sue I think one of them (laughs) is called and um uh she loves the chickens and she she's producing her own food which is like it's become too industrialized if mm. that makes sense because like in probably like way back probably like middle ages era people would farm their own meat and it would be farming but it it would like you'd have a plot of land and your cow would live on that land with your chickens and you'd feed them maybe some grain every day but in nowadays it's you have a plot of land you fill it with cages you put chickens in them if they lay an egg you catch it on a conveyor belt mm. like it's no longer kind of living in the living in the country rearing your animals in your garden because the truth is rearing if you do get to rear an animal yourself you do form a bond with it even if you hated cows you would form a bond with that cow and think oh well I can't put you in a tiny cage for your whole life it's mean mm. so I think people need to see that it's just how much it's damaging these poor animals to be in battery farming 
but they also need to like because lots of meat eaters couldn't face up to killing their own food yeah they couldn't do it like if they saw a rabbit hopping along the field mm. they couldn't go and kill it if they needed to eat no. but they're happy to just buy it off the shelf yeah because it's guiltless yeah I think again the arrogance and the kind of force if I don't know what's going on with the food then I just you know it's just mm. a plate it's something on my plate I can eat it you know it's just meat it's food people people know that meat is unethical mm. but they like it so much that they're purposefully ignorant yeah so I, I try to I like especially for this I try to educate myself on what's bad about meat and what's mm. good yeah. So like it reduces your carbon footprint, and honestly, that's why I think again, that's why I think insects are the future of meat eating. Yeah. Because like, like, I mean, not not being like evil, but if there's a fly flying around your room and it's really annoying, you're not gonna go, oh, come out the window. You're just gonna bam on yeah. the wall with like a newspaper. Yeah. But if that's like a tub of locusts. Like that's that's a f- tub of food. Well, that's mm. a hamburger right there. Except it's made out of locusts, and people have this massive stigma against eating bugs because they're weird and icky. Yeah. And it, if you saw a cow's pumping heart as it was killed, that'd be weird and icky as well. Yeah. But people are so blissfully ignorant that it's fine. I know. Um, another thing is, people. Do you remember a few years ago there was this massive outrage about the Yulin Dog Festival? Do you remember this? Oh yeah. So. I was like, I remember reading it and thinking, yeah, this is terrible, but look at the meat industry. Like, look mm. at the cows who are getting, you know, slaughtered. And we think about how intelligent a cow or a pig is. Like, they can be companion animals as well. Yeah. I don't see why a dog is any different to a cow. I mean, I get that they're, they're kind of domesticated, but you yeah. can domesticate pretty much anything if you want. Like, uh, it's weird. But also, people are getting outraged because they are dogs. Yeah. Like, I, I think, I get the fact that most people have, like, quite a few people have dogs and love dogs, yeah. but it's, it's, I don't think anyone has the right to be outraged by seeing, like, like, this is, this is a really odd example, but a couple of years ago, there was a guy, I think in South Africa, who was arrested for selling cat meat hmm. and claiming it was, like, pork. And he was arrested for like false advertising yeah. because the cat meat was unhealthy. And he said, oh, yeah, no, I do all this to the pork and I get it from here and he's lying. But people were outraged at that. Yeah. But then if if they said, oh, it's it's actually beef, not pork, sorry, I tricked you, that everybody would be like, oh, yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that quite a few people have cats. So they're like, oh, what if that happened to my little squidgy widgeon cat? Mm-hmm. And they get really angry. But nobody has the right, or nobody that eats meat has the right to say, oh, how could they do this to all these poor dogs? Without saying, oh, how could they do this to all these poor other animals? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, do you want to wrap up by talking about the the social factors behind going vegetarian mm. and vegan? Because in reality, it's expensive to go vegan especially because you know you have I think a lot of people like to replace things like milk and cheese because you know to get calcium and stuff but it's expensive like a bottle of normal milk costs what like 50p but oat milk is three or four pounds mm. so I think we can blame part of the social stigma behind going vegetarian vegan on the actual vegan industry because they're making it expensive like for the only people who can actually afford to go 
vegetarian and vegan are people of like just like middle and upper classes because yeah. mm. realistically you can't afford to buy like I think because I, I was vegan for a bit and um, <laughs> I had to buy my own food like all the extra bits and it was expensive like one shop to get the extra add-ons was like 20 quid and it's just I feel like they should, the way that we can reduce our carbon footprint and the the environmental impact of eating meat is also to go vegetarian yes but also to reduce the prices of vegetarian replacements because realistically mm. we can't you know afford it afford it <laughs> the truth is some people like are struggling to afford normal food mm. let alone like mm. with all this extras like oh milk 50p god that's an extra 50p that i can't use to pay the rent this month yeah Oat milk, God, four quid. Yeah, that's like that's, that's, <laughs> that's a meal. Yeah, that's that's a whole meal for like if you're trying to save money. Yeah, and it people just can't afford it. Mm. And or if you do go like cheap vegetarian, mm. you you have some like aside from a few really well cooked meals, they're fairly bland. Yeah, like cheap vegetarian is like an egg and crust salad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh. Okay, so to wrap up, um, what advice would you give to someone who wants to eat less meat, at least? Um, I'd say definitely, like, eat a lot more vegetables. Like, some vegetables can be really good, like, to make a meal out of, even if you wouldn't consider it at first, like, um, like, stuffed peppers and stuff like that. Like, um, yeah, like, get a cookbook and just, like, go from that, I reckon. It's just like the easiest way. Yeah, I say for me like, um, do something once a week. Like on a Wednesday, don't yeah. eat meat or don't instead of having like bacon for breakfast, just cut out the bacon and just have the toast as well. Or um, even if you're thinking yes, I want to be vegetarian, but you're still kind of missing meat, go for the corn because you know it's it's a nice replacement. It does for temporarily. It's good. It's nice to kind of like get a little bit of taste in there. But ultimately, just give it a go. <laughs> like nowadays, I think the amount of options we have for eating vegetarian food are endless. So I don't really feel like there's an excuse for people saying, "Oh no, I can't." You know, I don't want to eat corn meat because it's like, well, there's loads of other options there are for you. So yeah, is there any other last points you want to add before we close up? No. Okay. Well, thank you very much for coming on to this, talk to me about this. Um. Um, you can find us on Instagram at u.thpodcast and email us at youthxpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, well, again, thank you for talking about this. Okay, right, goodbye. Bye. Bye.